0: This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Big news coming down this Thursday from NOAA, and they've stated that La Nina, that's been dominant for the last three years is no more. We've begun to enter a transitioning phase where the cooler equatorial Pacific waters off the coast of South America, which is La Nina conditions, are slowly being replaced by warmer than normal sea surface temperatures there. On warm sunny days, I remember coming back from school on my bicycle. Today, when I think of riding a bicycle on a summer afternoon, it seems impossible. What has changed? Yes, Summers have become more harsh. But why? And what is so hot about this summer season? That's the question we are asking today. It is that time of the year, winters have gone and we all are getting up to beat the heat in the coming months. All of us have started talking about heat waves. You google it maybe, there is a term being repeatedly talked about in all discussions around heat waves in the upcoming months. That term is El Nino The World Meteorological Organization warned of a warming El Nino event developing in the coming months which is likely to cause extreme heat waves making 2023 even hotter than 2022 So what is El Nino event all about Hi I'm Sneha Haricharya your host for this episode of the Climate Emergency Podcast in this episode, we will be talking about El Nino. Why you might hear it more often now? What is the impact it is likely to cause in India and across the world? What is its relation to climate change? It is likely to push global average temperatures well above 1.5 degrees Celsius, which will increase the risk of droughts, floods, and extreme heat waves. It will also increase the risk of food and water insecurity and poverty for millions of people worldwide. This sounds scary. Think of the Pacific Ocean, which covers one third of the earth as a bathtub of cold water. Now imagine a hot water tap and a fan beside it. If we let the tap run and turn on the fan, the breeze will blow a stream of water from the tap to the other side of the tub. In normal conditions, this is how winds push heat from South America or let's call it Chile side to Asia, the Australian side. But during an El Nino, changes in heat and pressure stops and slows down the fan from blowing. The fan in this analogy would be the trade winds. Trade winds flow towards the equator from the northeast in the northern hemisphere or from the southeast in the southern hemisphere. So as the trade winds slow down hot water sloshes back towards the eastern side of the pacific ocean towards South America touching Chile leaving more warm water in the middle of the ocean or near South America. That makes it more likely to evaporate and form rain clouds in places they are not normally expected. In this case the South American countries of Peru, Chile, Bolivia and Ecuador etc. On the Australian side however Cold water stays accumulated, which does not evaporate, causing no precipitation. Hence, during an El Nino, the western part of the Pacific Ocean, which means the Southeast Asia, witnesses droughts and extreme heat waves. This is precisely what is predicted. El Nino and La Nina are names for complex wind and temperature patterns in the Pacific Ocean. The winds in the ocean can take one of the three phases. One is neutral, where they blow east to west. Another is El Nino, where they slow down or even stop. And then there is La Nina, where they blow stronger. During La Nina, these trade winds blow faster. This causes effects just opposite to what is seen during an El Nino. That is, the South American side witnesses extreme cold, and the Asian side witnesses excessive rainfall causing floods and so on. The last El Nino was seen in 2016. Usually, both El Nino and La Nina occur periodically, typically lasting 9 to 12 months but can sometimes last for years. El Nino and La Nina are natural phenomena. Scientists are yet to understand what causes them, but they know that they have always varied. Simply put, El Nino is a warm face while La Nina is a cold one. Since 2020, we have seen La Nina repeating for the third time. Due to climate change, the current La Nina, which was supposed to keep the planet relatively cool, did not do so. 2022 ranks as the fifth hottest year on record and World Meteorological Organization confirmed past eight years to be the eighth warmest on record. Now, the point of concern is that If we witnessed warm weather conditions during La Nina in the past years, what is going to happen with the return of Alino? That is exactly what experts fear happening in the year 2023. However, the impact will only become clear until May, experts believe. Such a shift after this prolonged La Nina would make heat waves hotter and disrupt weather patterns across the world. Scientists have long struggled to work out what role global warming plays. Now you might ask, does climate change cause El Nino? The answer is not so simple. Scientists know that El Nino contributes to an increase in global temperatures. But do rising global and ocean temperatures in turn intensify El Nino? The science here is still developing. Scientists are able to detect an El Nino event and its effects on the climate through a variety of technological and natural sciences. One of these natural sciences is dendrochronology or the study of tree rings. Dendrochronologists study the rings of a tree in order to understand climatic conditions during specific time periods. Thin rings often indicate drier seasons, while fatter rings indicate rainy seasons. Depending on where the tree is, scientists can see past El Nino events in trees that exhibits signs of much rainier or drier seasons than normal. A 2014 study suggests that super El Nino events could double in future due to climate change. But some scientists question its conclusions because observational evidence of El Nino only goes back to a few decades, whereas scientists know that there is a great deal of natural variation in El Nino events over long periods of time. Other climate models differ in their assessment of future El Nino events. Some suggest that El Nino cycles will become more intense, others say it will weaken. If El Nino returns in 2023, global average temperatures could pass 1.5 degrees Celsius. If we pass the crucial 1.5 degree climate threshold, we will see increase in extreme heat waves. This means that the 1.5 degrees Celsius of increase in the overall temperature of the Earth would lead to destruction of 70-90% to 90% of coral reefs. This is why allowing the planet to heat beyond that could be disastrous for nature and humanity. Now you might wonder what impact is it likely to cause across the world and in India. So far I might have only talked about South America and Asia, but El Nino affects everyone. It has an impact across the globe. We know that El Nino and climate change present risks to nature, people and infrastructure across the world. These risks will increase with every small increase in warming. Other global trends such as overconsumption, population growth, rapid urbanization, land degradation and biodiversity loss add to the existing woes. Even though El Nino is never exactly the same twice, it makes certain weather patterns more likely. For instance, in India, El Nino usually encourages a weaker monsoon. The extreme heat might also have more far-reaching consequences on the Indian economy. The finance minister just released its monthly economic review, where it highlighted how the return of El Nino conditions in India could lead to a deficient monsoon rains, lower agricultural output and higher prices. Higher temperature would mean higher usage of electrical appliances like air conditioners and refrigerators, more electricity used to run motors. And this could result in an electricity shortage across the country. A World Bank report revealed that nearly 75% of India's workforce relies on heat-exposed labour. This means that the rise in temperatures can be directly correlated to a significant dip in labour productivity. The report has also indicated that India may account for 34 million of the projected 80 million global job losses from heat-stress-associated productivity decline by the year 2023. So now you might ask, how can we be resilient to El Nino and climate change? Hopefully, governments will be able to debate and put into action El Nino-related contingency plans in 2023, thanks to the early warnings offered by climate scientists. The 2023 El Nino may lead to governments pursuing a resilient, sustainable world. In everyday decisions, climate resilience, for instance, would mean developing policies to reduce exposure and vulnerability to climate hazards, cutting back greenhouse gas emissions and conserving biodiversity. Basically, it means adjusting how we live and work to keep ourselves safe from the impacts of climate change. In disaster-prone areas, climate resilience would include development of more sensitive and far-reaching early warning systems for extreme weather events, creation of emergency electricity power sources and enhanced public transportation systems. When governments collaborate with citizens, civil society and educational and scientific institutions and the media, the chances of effective actions improve. Remember, tackling climate change involves everyone. To encourage the Understanding of Sustainable Development Goals or SDGs, we thought why not mention the SDGs we cover in every episode. The SDGs, also known as the Global Goals, were adopted by the United Nations in 2015 as a universal call to action to end poverty, protect the planet and ensure that by 2030 all people enjoy peace and prosperity. So, in this episode, we spoke about SDG 13, climate action, SDG 14, life below water, and SDG 15, life on land. This week's climate fact. For every $1 invested in early warning systems, there is a return of $6 in benefits. As climate change increases the frequency and intensity of extreme weather events, Government and civil society organizations are making large investments in early warning systems with the aim to avoid death and destruction from these events. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now.